it's mankind taking something as simple as wine and actually seeing in it all the reality that is. And that's the human, that's the secret sauce of being human, is that man, people, humans can do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to... Oh, what are we talking about, rabbits? That's this podcast. Yep. It's heavy things lightly. This is for people like Neo in The Matrix, trying to get loose of The Matrix. Today, it's vocabulary day. That's right. Each month, we're going to take one podcast and do vocabulary. And the vocabulary is going to be, well, related to our work. Today, we're going to dive into the symbolism of the supra. S-U-P-R-A, which is a Georgian dinner, sometimes called a capy. We're going to get into that. But specifically for this month, we're going to get into what is an aloverde, which is a part of, well, it's a part of the Supra. Yeah, so it's vocabulary time. This is about Georgia. One of the places where we work, we have two guys there working right now in the field. We're sending a third, Ozzy, on his way there. Uh, Georgia's wedge between Europe and Western Asia. It's in the Caucasus Mountains. The word Caucasian, yeah, that's this place. We won't get into that. Come to the pod course, we will, though. Uh, and this super is a, it's a ritual that's been sustained for 1,700 years. It's a dinner. It's a feast. It's a cultural expression, but unlike other cultural expressions, right, sensory entertainment, movies, or something like that, the supra, well, it's participative and it's unifying. Yeah, it's a hallmark of Georgian culture, the supra. A lot of what I'm telling you today, a lot of it comes from Daniel Paternos's article the symbolism of the supra, which you can find on the Symbolic World website with Jonathan Pajot. Um, beautiful article that I'm cherry-picking off of and adding some things, but go and read it. You can find it in our pod notes. So the history of the supra is essentially starts, it's a feast, okay? It starts with atomida. Atomida, these are good vocabulary words. They come back later in our work. Tamada, well, it's a Toastmaster. And the Tamada is leading people through a series of sort of spoken themes, words, toasts. The nature of the toasts, the food, right, the embedded rituals, all of this stuff is deeply reflective in the ethos of the Orthodox Church. Because Orthodox Christianity came to Georgia in the 4th century with St. Nino. Who, if you're into patron saints, if you're one of those listeners who understands that phraseology and it doesn't irritate them, well, if it irritates you, well, whatever. We're all in this together because you're listening. Uh, St. Nino is sort of the patron saint of our work. Like We talk about her sometimes. And then sometimes we, we actually explain why she's the patron saint. Why? Because she walked from Jerusalem to the Georgian Republic. <laughs> That's like a 90-day walk, and she was 16. And so we like her. She has courage. But 
the Supra is connected to her, her walk, her birthing, or help. She helped give birth to this unified nation called Georgia, which before her arrival was what they call polytheistic or pagan. So it's important to understand that it's its origins of the Supra, the dinner, the Capi dinner, we call Capi. Capi just means table. It's like it's it's like an informal supra. Supra is tablecloth, and supra is something that that implies that you're going to have a more formal evening. But both of these, when you sit down for either one of these, you're kind of representing the agape feast, the earliest tradition of the church, the Christian church there in Jerusalem, which of course is a type of commemoration or remembrance, a remembering, putting together of the Last Supper, right? Of Christ and his disciples. So the Supra does not displace or stand in place of the divine liturgy at all. What you have to think of it as is is a is an overflowing of sacred rituals. It's a f- overflowing of the sacred liturgical life. It's the outcome of the of the liturgy. But it's not a replacement for if you want to get real black and white, it's not liturgical. Except if you think about liturgy, if you think about love, if you think about communion, everything overflows from that. Just think of a baby. When two people are in love, or at least purport to be, they join, and then voila, you have an overflow called your child. This is the nature, right? This is the nature of God of liturgy. And this dinner well, it's the overflow. It's what happens in this culture of liturgy practicers. Georgia's an old Christian country. And like many traditional rituals, the supra is a way for participants to be united, right? In community, in communion, right? And to cultivate awareness of cosmic forces and partake in the beauty and wonder of the universe. This is how deep it runs. And for those of you who are more pragmatic in nature, you're an engineer of sorts, you just want to know the facts, ma'am. These are the facts. Cultivate awareness of cosmic forces. That's a thing that is done, and it's done in deep, profound symbolism. Symbol here being the Greek idea of unity. Symbolos is to be unified. Diavolos is to be separated. So, Symbol in the old Greek, and definitely used within the Orthodox world, symbolos is to bring together. Well, that's that's what the table is doing. So the dinner, the supra, it's a mediation, right? It serves as a mediation between heaven and earth. And here's what I mean. Every supra or kepi has a table. And on that table, all the mediation between heaven and earth takes place. And here's what I mean. There's a type of individual mediation. In other words, at the table, a single person during the feast ingests food. The food is ingested through the mouth into the stomach. Starts in the head and makes its way to the stomach. Right? The organ between the head and the stomach is the heart. And so 
the idea is, is that the heart is sort of mediating the activity between the head and the stomach. And in that mediation, there's a type of alignment, a purification, a proper ordering. And so the individual sitting at the table, because he's feasting, because he's eating, he's actually, or she's actually, right, participating in this cosmic union, head, belly, body, and heart, which is in the tradition of the Orthodox East is the noose, the part which mediates and sees clearly into heaven. The head can't do that. The body can't do that. The gut can't do that. But the heart mediates. So there's a type of individual mediation. The second level of mediation at the supra is at the communal level. There's this connection being made. Right at this level, the words of the tamada, the toast uttered by the tamada. So the tamada is giving you this poetic word, this invisible thing gets placed through sound into the minds of the ears of everyone at the table. Right? And these words, right, they create intention. And when the tamada properly asserts authority by making this gnosis this this idea this right the unspoken so if i say to you table you know what table is but now if i say to you the red table sitting at my right at the the red table that sits at the foot of my bed which my grandmother slept in on the night of her death i've given table a particular reality and when the Tamada takes big ideas, the themes, and he toasts them into reality and makes them particular to the table, he's mediating. He's allowing words to be ingested and allowing them, like the, word, like the food that goes from the mouth down to the stomach, he's allowing the words to be ingested and taking an idea that was previously invisible and making it visible before everyone in the form of a toast. And so the theme is being made real by the Tamada. Now, again, is it though? Well, a new world understanding of this is, dude, you are overdoing this. But the old world symbolic understanding, it actually speaks of a true metaphysics. In other words, something that is beyond simply imaginary. There is something happening at the table that's real. And if you've been to one of these supras, two or three toasts in after you get you stop getting weirded out, you start to realize, oh my gosh, this Tamada keeps bringing us together. He keeps using the words to mediate and to unite. It's super cool. One of the really important toasts is the toast to the mother of God which represents a type of meta-toast. It, it's like, oh, this is deep, but it, this is a pattern and a word, a receptivity of consciousness. The, the, the Theotokos, she's like the ultimate connector of all things. A human-created, fleshy, ashy, to-be-ashes thing that holds within her the ultimate spirit, the creator of the universe, God. and Jesus Christ. So when you toast to the mother of God, it's like a super narrative, a meta narrative about how all things are, but the toast to her herself actually becomes 
right, encapsulated in the actual act of offering thanksgiving. So you have two levels of reality. You've got the reality, which is that all things are united in this one one moment called Theotokos, Mother of God. But at the table, you're doing the same thing. You're taking all these spiritual unseen ideas and the Tamada is turning them into something like reality in the actual toast itself, the actual wine, which we'll get to. Well, we can just say the wine is the earthen stuff that gets elevated and the words are the heavenly notions are brought down by the Tamada into the wine, and the wine becomes a symbol. It becomes the place where all of the heaven and earth are united in the toast. So that's the communion of the people at the table, but there's another mediation, another symbolos going on, and it's at the cosmic level. According to the tradition of the super, the Tamada symbolizes Christ himself. In the Last Supper. So this is the concept of priest. And this is a profound concept. But every one of us is a priest in the sense, but Tamada has to have a title. Tamada has to be set apart so that all things can be united in Tamada, in the leader of the table at that moment. Just as While Christ is man, he's also God. He has to be set apart in order for all things to be found in him. And so, in some ways, when the communion is offered, it's very similar to when the toast is offered. It's a replay. It's a remembrance. It's to put together again that which already is. Then you're doing it at the table. Now, does anybody know this is happening at the table? Of course people know what's happening at the table, but they don't know what's happening at the table in the way that I am doing it right now in this very intellectual way. They know it because they feel it. And if you don't like that because you're a Westerner, you're like, feeling, feeling, they're not real. If that's kind of like, really, dude, you have to understand that a feeling is not an independent movement. That... There's a reason that you go to a football game and something happens when everybody stands up at the same time and you're sharing in a feeling. That's a reality. And it's about interconnectedness. But the interconnectedness has to do with proximity of body to body. It has to do with proximity of good to good. And if you've ever been about to be mugged, that feeling has something to do with bad to bad. What I'm saying is the table is producing something like the spirit of goodness. And that's why you have this feeling. That's, of course, if the Tamada does his job, right? So I don't want to go on and on today. I want to introduce a few more concepts, including the concept of the month. That's why I said it's vocabulary time. We're going to talk about the Alaverdi. But one last thing I want to say is this mediator role. So the symbolic nature of this dinner it brings just it brings everything it brings everything to fruition for instance wine at the super is more than simply its chemical composition it's the symbol of blood it's a symbol of unity right it's a symbol of unity between you and the person at the table but it's also a symbol in the toast of the dead of the unity of your blood with the blood of your ancestors right it's mankind 
taking something as simple as wine and actually seeing in it all the reality that is. And that's the human, that's the secret sauce of being human, is that man, people, humans can do this. Wolverines don't do this. I know some of you who like animals think a wolverine does this, but well, let's we'll smoke a cigar and talk about it. Because you're probably not going to convince me that a wolverine mediates heaven and earth, stands between it and unifies it. I'm not going to praying mantis. That was if you said a wolverine. Okay, what about a praying mantis? What about your car, your vehicle? This is a human endeavor. That's why human beings are always religious. But what I'm trying to say is, is that human beings are special. They mediate. And this table, when you set it up properly, is an expression, like a fractal expression of the ultimate mediation between God and man that Christ did. This is a fractal version of that, a smaller version repeating itself. How cool is this? This is man's role as cosmic mediator. This is what the table does. Hmm. Yeah. The other thing that's happening at the table is really important. And that's why if you start to go to these, and I hope you will, especially to our restaurant in Greenville, you need to know something. Balance. The tamada, the head of the table, is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate expressor of balance. The tamada has to be balanced. Here's what I mean. The tamada has to drink every drink, every toast, and not fall down. Literally, he has to remain balanced. This is not easy to do, right? At the table, you must do a toast that allows for all the viewpoints. So here's one you will not hear. Hey, this is a toast to Joe Biden. This is a toast to Donald Trump. Never. Well, if you do hear that, then you're not at a Supra because you do not have a Tamada there. That's a bad Tamada, okay? Atamada knows that the toast to Biden and or Trump is a toast to the perils of leadership, the powerful and dangerous for the soul, right? The struggle that anyone who leads anything takes on. The toast is to the magnificence and the struggle of leaders, leadership itself. Then the table will take that idea and work within it. And what you hear there, though, is is not an invitation to have a dumb fight about Biden and Trump. I mean, what's a dumber fight than that? It's just dumb. This is an invitation to unity, to symbolos, to the proper mediation between, right, up and down, right? Between right and left. And so balance. What else is balance? Here's something that's really cool. The aloe verde. That's today's vocabulary word. Say it, say it with me. Aloe verde. That's a Georgian word that basically means to the next. And this is something that happens at the table when the tamada very, very, very honorably and with deep emotions and proper gusto, the tamada Pick someone at the table, say there's 20 people there, I don't know, 35, whatever it is, and asks them, please, my friend, Aldeverde, please, Aldeverde. 
What is that? The Tamadan now is actually literally displacing the seat of power. He's offering all that he represents, all these things I'm talking about, and he's actually handing it to another person at the table. And now that other person runs the table for the toast. So the toast now will be a theme, but the Tamada has literally given up the entirety of his power. No one single Tamada could ever hold all the power. That's an imbalance. That's a move away from the notion of the table as the ultimate mediator between heaven and earth. And so in offering to another person all the power of the table, that person now can toast to any theme in the world, even one that Tamada holds as degraded or not worthy of his table. He lost the power. But in order to have the power, he must relinquish it. And so at the Supra, you'll see a Tamada do the Aloverde to you the next. And so I'm introducing today to all of our podcast listeners a new vocabulary word. And you'll find it in all of our social media this month, February. You'll find it on our website. You'll find it in places where, if you like first things, right, it'll start to make sense to the next. And that's our work. When we go and sit down and, and live in Sierra Leone and start working with local people, we're not telling them to do our project because we're very smart and we ran lots of, lots of algorithms to find out exactly how your poverty works here. And now you're going to do exactly what we ask so that you can become just like us that's a bad idea. Although it's done quite often. It's called franchising. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, I don't know, a McDonald's in one place. Yeah, that's kind of what they're doing in another place. But anyway, that's another story. We don't do that. We do an aloe vera day. To you, please, demonstrate to us what we need to know about you. Talk to us. Give us all the themes of your life that are essential to this place in which I now reside. Aloverde. Please keep tuning in. Shenny's Gagi Marjos to you. That means to you the victory set at just one of these tables. Hey, here's another one. Aloverde. Please, I want to hear what you have to say. Put your comments in the bottom. Remember, you can support us. You can support our work. You can support this podcast by going on to our Facebook page. Why are we talking about more rabbits? Come on, you got to go. Go on a KP journey to the places where we work. We're going to the Georgian Republic this summer. We're going to Sierra Leone. If you want to go, we're going to Guatemala. We're going to Appalachia. Join us at our restaurant in Greenville it's called KP. Join us on our pod course. So that's Watar. Peace to you, much love, Nakvamdis, hasta luego, kambufo, and peace out.